welcome, 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 listeners. This is your host. It is Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are here with the Fret Talk Podcast. It's episode number 78. You're here with your co-host, Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Busy at work, but other than that, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's busy season isn't it? with uh, it, with work. It is. It's very much busy season, but it's not not anything that I can't handle. It's not like I haven't done twelve hour days before. It's not like I won't have to do twelve hour days again. It's just the way work the work world work, works. Yeah, work, work works. <laughs> <laughs> You're an absolute just titan of plodding on and doing stuff because 12 hour days sounds like absolute hell to me to be fair i get a half hour lunch in the middle of it so it's like 11 and a half hour days (laughs) yep that is that's a silver lining i suppose (laughs) shit man so because of your um because of your hefty work schedule you've not really been up to guitar stuff this week have you no, um, I think I've picked the tailor up twice to have a noodle, um, if you can call that guitar stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can, definitely. Oh, okay, I didn't even pick up a plectrum, that's how much of a noodle it was. It was literally messing about finger style, which, if anybody's ever met me or wants to know, I can't play sing- finger style to save my life. I have to teach myself a song in finger style. I can't just, like, do a bit of riffing, like... I have to start from the very beginning and work out a pattern with my fingers. So, like, I can play the intro to Stairway. I can play the intro to More Than a Feeling by Boston. I can play Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. And that's it. (laughs) That's a decent repertoire. (laughs) It is. and like, bad. There are some complicated bits in there, but I don't know why I just can't transfer that into... Like, if I pick the guitar up normally, I just noodle with a plectrum and I'll play whatever I want. Whereas if I'm playing finger style, like my hand only does the movement that I tell it to do, <laughs> like it won't it won't do random things like I can with a plectrum. Yeah, it's very much set patterns and and no kind of vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, because I don't do it that often. Because I mean, I like plectrums. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm almost kind of the the complete opposite where. I, when I pick up a guitar, it's very rare that I'll start off using a plectrum. I almost have to kind of convince myself to use one because I I can do most of what I need to without having to pull out the plectrum. Sounds like me and a tuner. <laughs> oh man! Oh damn! Um, so. I mean, I, I, I've I been doing some guitar stuff this week. Um, I've actually uh, been sticking to our new New Year's resolution. I've been uh, um, getting the, the difficult licks in Smoke on the Water, the solo to Smoke on the Water down. That's my weekend. This weekend, I'm going to take two hours out of my Saturday and two hours out of my Sunday, and I'm going to work on it. And I'm not saying I'm going to finish it in four hours. Like, I'll work on bits of it. In, on the Saturday I'll work on bits of it in the Sunday and then the following weekend I'll do the same and hopefully by the end of January I'll have it there or thereabouts yeah um, so there's a the first kind of difficult bit in it um, just just made me realise how how very good um, Richie Blackmore was <laughs> Yeah, it's annoying when you like discover that about guitarists that like you've known about for a long time, and in your head you know they're good, but until you try and play them, you don't know that you know that they're good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been quietly aware that um, Richie Blackmore is a genius um, for a long time, but it's it's that kind of epiphany moment again, like rediscovering the fact that actually no, this guy was fucking shit hot. And that the the lick is like it starts off a little bit pentatonic, uh, goes kind of Dorian with a flat five, and then it like switches up to like uh, 
minor maybe maybe Dorian again actually um but it's just yeah it's mental <laughs> yeah. it's it's absolutely mental and it's it's serving to to give me uh kind of more more of a refined technique with uh, with the pick <laughs> because as as I say I, I tend to shy away from it um yeah. and this is like doing stuff like this is is kind of forcing me to to actually play proper <laughs> I mean however you want to play is proper at the end of the day like everybody has a different technique with their right hand pretty much like obviously there's people out there on YouTube telling you this is the exact way you must hold your pick and then yeah like, no, nobody that's professional holds it the same like I mean for God's sake buddy Brian May uses a tuppence or a tenpence or a sixpence <laughs> or whatever it is yeah, the old. I think it's a five is it pence, a isn't it? I thought it was a sixpence, but yeah, what's 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 a pence between it's, friends? It's it's a unit of money that doesn't exist anymore. I can That's tell a, you yeah, that it's, it's a it's a it's one ye olde money, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So so yeah, yeah. Brian May uses that. If you've ever seen uh, Marty Friedman of uh, Megadeth, uh, he's kind of. He's, he's his own thing now, but he he was he kind of rose to fame with Megadeth. Um, he his picking technique is it's the most peculiar thing you will ever ever see. Uh, it's he he's almost got his his hand in the fist. Um, but imagine so usually you kind of your wrist is above where your strings would be because you're. Um, your hand kind of dangles down and, and picks at the strings. His wrist is below the 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 lowest string, so the the, the high E, the lowest to the floor, and his his kind of fist, uh, plectrum fist, is then pointed back up at the strings, and it almost looks like he's he's trying to hurt the guitar. <laughs> That's just really weird. like. When you were saying it, I was like, I mean, where where is my arm in relation to it? And, like, the way I've always been taught yeah. is, the way I was taught to hold a plectrum was put your hand out like you're going to shake somebody's hand, then curl your fingers around in a loose fist and drop your thumb down so that your top knuckle of your thumb touches the top knuckle of your first finger. So that's how I've always held a pick. And then, for like, unless I'm strumming a chord, yeah. I, I nod my, or, like, I rock my wrist like a, a nodding dog's head would up and down to do the up and down picking motion so it's just like my wrist would be exactly in line with whichever string like the top of my wrist would be in line with the top of whatever string I was playing yeah so like I've got a, that's the technique I was told so that's what I've always done yeah you, I think uh, I think you may have been told wrong Matt probably have <laughs> um, I really don't care it works for me I can yeah, play if the guitar if, if it works it works <laughs> um yeah, I'm sure I've told this story on the uh, on the cast before, but I, I used to hold uh, hold a plectrum um, almost like you would a piece of cutlery. Uh, so like maybe two, like your first first finger and your your middle finger, and and then your thumb kind of pinching together, and the plectrum kind of between those three digits. Um. And I, I went on doing that for like a couple of years. It it was fine. I was okay, I guess. Um, and then I, I saw a guy who was absolutely fucking phenomenal. And he was holding it uh, almost like you would a, would a pencil. So yeah. on the the flat bit of your your index finger and your thumb, almost like that kind of grip. And I, I conscience consciously made myself change so that I would emulate this guy because his picking technique was much better than mine uh, and just thought no I've, I've got to do that because that's obviously better um, and my picking did did, uh, did get better because of it and it's kind of how I, how I pick now and it also gives your other fingers the, the chance to spread out and mute other strings and, and whatnot. Um, I utilise uh, my middle finger quite a lot for either tapping or like um, touching harmonics and everything and I wouldn't be able to do that if I had 
uh, that finger then holding onto the plectrum as well. So it worked out for uh, for the best. But yeah, yeah, I I kind of consciously told myself no. You can't pick stupid anymore. You've got to pick like that guy. <laughs> I've I've never ever con- re- like reconsidered my right hand plectrum technique. Like I, it worked for me. I've never had an issue apart from like the odd time if I use a small plectrum. Sometimes I'll rub the top knuckle, like the first knuckle of one of my fingers, against the string to the point where it bleeds, and then I have to get plaster. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done that before as well. Like, I'm pretty sure every guitarist done that at some point. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I mean that that happens with my my technique. Just in, if I'm not particularly accurate one day, or if I've got a bit of loose skin on my uh, on my my index finger, yeah, it, and it just yeah, you Catches. just just rips yeah, yeah, yeah. But such is the life of a guitarist, I guess. Yeah, and it looks cool when your guitar's splattered in blood in the middle of a gig. Yeah, well, just depends, as, as it long as it's how, your own. how expensive the guitar is. And as long as the blood's your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the face of the person you just hit in the face for like, <sighs> being annoying. Have it. Yeah, Keith um, Richards style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen many uh, like many YouTube videos of, of guitarists like, absolutely twatting people with, um, with their guitars. So well, one way, like, a guitarist uh, leaves his guitar on the stage as like a kind of rock and roll feedback-y... Uh, and then someone tries to jump on stage to to grab it. He he quickly runs runs on and drop kicks the guy in the head. <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah, like in in the official. So there's a satisfaction um, by the Rolling Stones live official live video, and in that video, there's a guy who runs across the back of the stage, and yeah. as he's coming back to the side where he'd obviously run up some steps backstage. Realise that they're, they're the only stage uh, steps up to the stage. So he runs along the back behind the amps, and as he comes back along in front of the drum kit and in front of the amps, he just meets Keith Richards swinging a Telecaster at his head, Shit, and the man. guy puts his arm up, but just still, just absolutely decks it on the floor, and then he's dragged off by security. And it's in the the, the actual video that's on Kerrang or on like Scuzz or whatever. <laughs> Brilliant! I love it every time Shit. it comes on. That, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And that's how to deal with them, isn't it? Yeah, don't be. A, the moral of that story was don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't come into your job and run across your office desk. <laughs> don't do the same for him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I I did a little bit of practice, but I I also this week, um, I received a pedal through the post. Um. So I was um. Jumping back on this uh, this budget pedal chap moniker because it's been a it's been a long time since I've um, I've received a an actual true budget pedal. Um, yeah, and m- my good uh, good pal uh, Simon from JSA Effects has only great things to say about the brand Mosky. I've Mo- heard of him, Mosky. I don't know. Um, so I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. And they do a, a pedal called the Deluxe Preamp, which may or may not be based on the Love Pedal Amp 11. Um, may or may not look like it as well. Uh, no, it's, it's a different colour. Um, and the the Deluxe Preamp, is, uh, it's got toggle switches for like uh, certain diode... Um, I assume it's diodes anyway. It does. It just says something like "overdrive character" in the um, in the manual. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, cool. Uh, but you've got like I think it's like certain diode the one way, and then like the other way you've got no diodes, and then there's like a like a, a base cut as well or something like that. So. Overdrive character is the worst that you like. This this one is Liam Neeson in Taken. This one, <laughs> yeah. This one is Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. This character is I don't know Bane from uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Just what what does Overdrive character even mean? Yeah, so I mean you you've got to assume it's uh, it's the type of kind of clipping diode, the flavour of which the uh, the pedal has. So in the in the left uh, left hand upper toggle switch, it's 
you you kind of standard overdrive setting. The right hand side, I think it takes takes the the clipping away because everything gets louder, so it's obviously compressing less. Um, but the the drive goes down as well. Uh, so there's that, um, and then like I say, there's a a base cut and um, boost uh, switch below, um, which I started off with the base cut because guitars have too much bass anyway that's that's the basis territory um but then found myself flicking it on giving it a go and thinking oh actually this isn't, isn't too bad um so the the idea behind the pedal it's like a dual pedal in a like individual pedal enclosure uh but it's supposed to be like a timmy clone um and a linear power booster going into that so to give you like loads more gain Okay. Um, on paper, yeah, awesome. Thought, yeah, this is, this is going to be really good. Um, it's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like it's it's not a bad pedal, and I can understand why people might use it. However, um, the two um, two switches for it, so you two foot switches pretty fucking useless um because like you if you set up the 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 drive side the timmy side of it to sound quite nice when you in uh engage the the boost everything gets like five times louder even at the lowest setting and it it adds more uh more bass and kind of less definition to it so it then, it then more like, bass and less definition. It just sounds like the worst thing you can do to a guitar signal. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's essentially rendering the initial, uh, the initial Timmy sound quite useless. Um, however, if you set it up with the boost, um, as the kind of the primary drive, if you then click the, um. Just one sec. I've got a podcast climbing over me. Um, yeah. If you set the the boost as your kind of primary drive, when you disengage that, um, everything sounds weak and crappy because obviously you've set it. You've had to take all yeah, the bass out. Yeah, everything sounds like really thin and really nasal, and there's absolutely zero bass whatsoever. So, uh, yeah. So separately, they're all right together. They're pretty. Useless. Yeah. Um, so the the EQ controls on the on the Timmy, you've got the like a, a bass knob, and you've got a tone knob. Um, and I, I kind of flitted between um, rolling the the bass completely off and then uh, doing a little bit of bass um, for it to to sound a bit thicker and fuller. Um, but the the tone control. Unless it was pretty much like two thirds or above, was wet blanket sound. <laughs> so, so it, yeah, I mean, it, like I say, there were some usable tones in there. It, it was fine, but it didn't set my world alight. Um, however, okay. I do like the idea of um, drive with boost before it. So, I don't know, I might make myself one. A better one. Yeah. Um, on, onto pedals, which um, are good. Uh, I wired up a, a, a Tate FX Raise the Dead this week. I, I'm still disappointed that you didn't write Tater Effects across the bottom. Um, I, I made the enclosure for this uh, sometime, uh, sometime last year. Right, okay. <laughs> like, That's why. Uh, yeah, kind of mid last year and then... Um, I can't remember why why I put it down. I think it, that was like when summer hit, and uh, yeah, just, I couldn't be asked with <laughs> holding a, a, a glowing rod of heat. Yeah, when it was already seven hundred degrees inside the house, and you wished that there was air conditioning in British houses. Yeah, <laughs> so so that kind of put part to that. But I, I 
caught glimpse of it the other like glimpse of the enclosure the other day and just thought nah fuck it I am going to finish this I'm gonna finish it uh, so I did and um, yeah spoilers it's, it's good it's very good <laughs> um, however I don't have to give this one away so woohoo it's mine it's because you painted the enclosure and did, like soldered all the bits together didn't you um, I believe he gave it me pre-soldered. It was one of the version one, so it's it's without the uh, the pickup um, simulator in it. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, basically, uh, I think he he described it as like a like a raw all out fuzz face, and it does. It sounds very much like that. Um, much like um, uh, the other. Tate FX pedal that I've got the uh, the the BMB. Um, it encourages you to be childish. Um, it it sounds the best when you crank the absolute fuck out of it. Uh, so yeah, again, not not hugely practical if you if you're cranking uh, the 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 one dial all the way. Um, because it's it's got super amounts of boost on it, um, but yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> if you if you only have that one sound for the entire night, it's totally fine. Oh yeah, 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 completely. Um, and I, I I think I'd probably be okay with the fact that it's a bit louder than everything else because it does. It sounds it sounds that good. So. Yeah, turns out Stuart Tate can make pedals. Definitely can make pedals. <laughs> right, so we've we've got um, before we get onto the newsy news this week, um, we have got a, a bit of a public service announcement and a kind of apology uh, on on behalf of the Fret Talk podcast as well, haven't we? We do. Um, so this is in the form of uh, a company that we uh, we had some dealings with um, as part of our interview series, um, and we both uh, you and myself also kind of put stock into this company by uh, by ordering some products through them. Um, so, very recently, um, Bolt Guitars uh, have put up um, put up a a notice on their um, on their website, and I think we're gonna we're gonna look at that notice uh, verbatim so that we're not kind of misquoting anything. You've got the uh, the notice on the actually open, haven't you, Matt? I do. So uh, this is um, the from the notice from BaltGuitars.co.uk. As soon as you open the the website, um, this is what you get. So it says Bolt Guitars will be shutting down. Statement: There have been lots of rumours um, and <coughs> sorry, there have been a lot of rumours and words flying around about what is happening with the future and what the future will be for Bolt Guitars. This statement is aimed at clarifying the situation for you. And to help reassure you that measures are being taken to safeguard all of our customers. For clarification, a DSO1 form was submitted to Companies House on the 29th of December 2018 to dissolve the limited company of Bolt Guitars, following advice which was sought. We have not and will not take any orders after this date. This was wrong and we apologise for any distress for any of you. A DSO2 form will be submitted this week to rescind this application to dissolve. The company will remain open. It is important to note that we wouldn't have taken effect sorry, this wouldn't have taken effect until later in 2019 and the company would not have been liquidated. The company in its current format will remain open for all until all transactions are either complete or refunded when a further application to dissolve will be submitted. We were given poor advice in this matter and we are truly sorry for any panic caused. 
We will ensure that all existing orders are resolved. To make this easier for our customers, all outstanding orders will be universally cancelled and full refunds, including any postage or upgrade costs, will be fulfilled as soon as possible. To state this, uh, to state in explicit terms, everybody will be refunded. These will be completed for all customers within 14 days. There will be no payment. Uh, sorry, uh, so there will be no exception for this, and an email will be sent to you to confirm payment has been resent from the funding source. If you need to discuss a refund, then please email refund at boltguitars.co.uk. That's refunds with an S at boltguitars.co.uk. And somebody will reply within 24 hours. For customers who have felt the need to make a PayPal or any other claim, we will continue to contact them uh, to approve these in a matter as quick as possible. To reiterate, there is no attempt to take anybody's money, quote, as a scam, end quote, and all monies will be returned. This process has already begun and will continue until everyone is refunded the full amount they paid. Uh, they then say, we are aware of allegations that manufacturers are sell selling goods originally ordered by us and telling customers this is because we are experiencing financial difficulties. This is wrong and we are p pursuing this as far as possible. The accurate story is that the Qatar's made had significant flaws when the first ones arrived to us and we made the decision not to continue with any business with that manufacturer or any others in the local area. These statements are highly libelous and we have reported them to the appropriate authorities. We, will happily, we are happy to share any evidence of this. There's then a couple of uh, bits of information about charity raffles, which if you were yeah. involved in any of them and you want to find that out, um, there, there is a bit more to this statement. And then at the very bottom, it just says, for refund payments, if you would uh, feel the need to email us, please contact refunds at boltguitars.co.uk or if you want any other clarification, please contact info at boltguitars.co.uk um, and the website is www.boltguitars.co.uk or if you Google it, you're, you're able to find it there. So if you need any further information, that's where you need to be going. Yeah, and we, um, we will be in our um, podcast group pointing people in the direction if 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 you need any any assistance on that um but yeah that pretty much uh pretty much covers it so as a kind of round up to that um over the past uh quite a few months we've been um we've been mentioning about guitars because we've uh we've had a few on order um and receiving this information uh a few days back um that bolt guitars um may uh may be in trouble uh and that the uh, the uh guitars that we had ordered might not be um might not be around um that pretty much gets addressed by um by this statement and i um i contacted bolt guitars i contacted um I think it was Steve at Bolt Guitars um, uh, about this, and within um, it, it was a matter of about four days. Uh, I I received a, a refund for uh, for the guitars that I'd ordered, uh, and uh, the postage cost as well uh, into my into my account. Um, so. Um, if you are one of the people who who have ordered a bolt guitar, uh, and especially if you've done it uh, because of our um, our recommendations, um, first of all, we'd like to apologise uh, about that. Um, your um, your disappointment in the in the situation is is very much the same. Uh, same thing that we're feeling we we were both uh, i mean if you listen to the the podcast you'll you'll know that both of us were really excited to be able to um to get our hands on on these guitars and now that's uh now that's not materializing um however just because um those orders can't be fulfilled it does not mean that you are going to be out of pocket 
so if you are one of those people who did order uh, order a, a guitar through Black Guitars, um, get in contact with uh, with refunds at Bolt Guitars. Uh, in, info at Bolt Guitars as well, I think, was one of the one of yeah. the ones, was it? Yeah. And I think um, there's Steve at Bolt Guitars, and I think Chris's email still works. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I think Chris at Bolt Guitars, again, um, like I say, the statement says to go to refunds at Bolt Guitars if you've got a query about refunds, or if you want any other clarification, go to info at boltguitars.co.uk. So those would be my first ports of call, really. Um, just follow what they've said on their website. Um, as you know, at, at the end of the day, they they're having the issues, and they and they know that emails to those buckets, they they're going to know what they're for. Yeah, yeah, and and like like I've said, I've I've had experience with um, with with seeking uh, seeking the refund uh, through bulk, bulk guitars because. Obviously, uh, seeing information like that would would tend to make you feel a little bit anxious, and that's um, that's the the feeling that I felt when I when I found out about it. Um, but I, I talked back and forth with uh, with one of the one of the members of Bolt Guitars, and I've managed to uh, to get a refund on that. And they they are promising that um, all all customers who have put uh, orders through uh, through their company will be getting will be getting refunds within that uh, fourteen day period. So it's definitely worth um, getting in contact uh, with the the refunds at Bolt Guitars or the the info at Bolt Guitars to 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 check um, what's going on with that if you haven't already received an email. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And- Whilst I haven't received my refund yet, um, I am in the process, and I have had it confirmed to me that I will be receiving a refund. Um, and they they do give any info, so if you you do need to contact them, just just get in contact with Bolt, and they are responding to their emails. They yeah. haven't just just disappeared. No, no, it's yeah, it's it's not a not a case where um, it's there's there's a lack of communication. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's that's all we've got to say on the the situation. And once again, uh, if you if you went through uh, to look at bulk guitars and and put an order in uh, because of our recommendations um, on this podcast, uh, we can only extend our apologies uh, once again. Yeah, yeah, I can only reiterate that. Just sorry to anybody who who's going through this because of our recommendations. Yeah. Right. So I think uh we should probably lighten the mood of the podcast a little bit. Um being kind of pre NAM, there's a little bit of news. Uh so uh this is actually stuff that came out slightly before Christmas and I missed it on news websites. Um so <laughs> pre pre Christmas news. Um, sir, a company that do expensive things, uh, usually known for their, their guitars and sometimes their amps, uh, they've released a reactive load box called the reactive load IR. So, uh, load box, uh, allows for headphone out, uh, direct out to a DAW as well, um, but the thing that kind of sets this uh, this load box apart from uh, other load boxes uh, is the fact that you can load impulse responses as well. Hence the IR of it. Uh, so it's it's got ten uh, Celestian um, impulse responses built in and allows you to um, load your own uh, l- your own IRs onto the uh, onto the load box. If you so desire, I've just noticed I've said the word load box so many times, and there's not been, not even been the smattering of a giggle. It's because I was waiting for an interjection where I could say, so what we're going to say is this one's a bit classier than the boss one because it can only take one load at a time. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think we. 
excuse the pun, I think we've, we've, we've blown our load on the, uh, the Waza, haven't we? Yeah, we kind of, we, we're done with the, the low jokes. <laughs> yep. Absolutely spent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, um, if we think about this in terms of, like, versus the, the, the Waza tube expander, um, it, does, it does some of the stuff. It does. Uh, I think they, what they said uh, about it was it does all of the things that you need and none of the things that you don't. Um, but it doesn't. It, it's not a, an expander, so it, it won't uh, make your, your tube amps louder. Uh, it's if, not going to turn your AC4 into an AC100. Exactly that. Um, and looking at the price, uh, I think it's dollars, although I've written down pounds. 599 it's not bad. It's not. It's not great, though, is it? I mean, it's, I, like it's 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 sore branded. It's going to be, you know, on the higher end of the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um, exactly that, isn't it? It's exactly yeah, that. It, it's. I mean, it's the higher end of this kind of market. But it, like, I was, I was, I was expecting you to say eight nine 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 something like that. So, yeah, yeah, it's cheaper than than you were bracing yourself for. Yeah, and I suppose that's like. In reality, I'd probably pay two hundred and fifty quid for a product like this, and yeah. you know, it, like anything more than that, I, and I wouldn't bother. Which is why I don't own any Sur amps, I don't own any Sur guitars because yeah, I have limits as to what I would pay for things. Yeah, um, like a threshold of where you. Yeah, I, where, I mean, basically, I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> no, no, I've I've very much uh, put on record that I'm <laughs> I'm very tight wadded. Um, like, yeah, like I like the most I've ever spent on any of my gear is seven hundred quid. Is the most I've spent in any one go. Mm. So um, I've never spent any anything more than seven hundred quid on anything, and that was a guitar. Like if if this is to go in the back of your amp, I'm not spending any more than any of my amps cost. And like the yeah. AC15 was five hundred and fifty quid when I bought it, and I, I wouldn't spend. I'd say half of that if I'm trying to do something like this is is plenty yeah i think if if you think about it like that like a, a new guitar changes your sound immensely like the dif- difference between a strat and a les paul is phenomenal yeah. the difference between uh, a marshall and a fender is phenomenal they're all really exciting purchases and you can kind of you can almost justify that by the amount of change it does to your rig yeah uh, an impulse response load box. I mean, I mean, if it's impulse response, so loading different speaker sounds, that's gonna it's gonna change your tones uh, quite a, quite a bit. But it doesn't have that excitement factor. That yeah, and that's the big thing for me. Like yeah, those those big expensive purchases. So I think the most expensive thing I purchased was the Cabernet. Yeah. Because I then immediately also purchased the custom pick guard and a Callahan bridge. Yeah. So like all in that was seven hundred quid, and then my most expensive purchase after that was the Variax. Again, you know, it, it's 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 a really exciting thing that it's it's something that you can get excited over. It looks great, they play great, and you get different sounds out of them, and it's amazing. Whereas a reactive load box. Nobody's going to see it, so you don't need to really worry about the looks, which means it looks like a reactive load box does. Like it's it's not an exciting looking piece of gear. No, and it's yeah. It I I I don't know whether I'm putting this across it well enough, but it's just there's it's just kind of a a, a thing that you can't really get that excited about because it's yeah. just a thing. It, it's the it's the, it's a similar kind of feeling to spending. A, a bit of cash on a power supply for your pedals. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it, it's like, oh, I've just bought a, a T-Rex fuel tank junior or whatever. Like, brilliant. Yeah. Really boring. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah. It took me five years after I bought my giant pedal board before I bought an, a, an isolated power supply yeah. because they were like 100 quid and I was like, I could do that yeah. or I could buy another pedal That's and it. I'm going to buy another pedal. this noise, yeah. <laughs> And then eventually, you. I had to get. I had to go. Fuck this noise! I need an actual power supply. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a point where you have to kind of grow up with it, isn't there? 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's when you've got an analog man two hundred quid uh, chorus pedal plugged into a twenty five pound cheap power supply that's, that's powering ten pedals on your board. That's when you look and go, yeah, I should probably fix that. Yeah, it's it's like the uh, the tonal equivalent of making overpayments on your mortgage, isn't it? It's like yeah. <laughs> it's really not exciting. It's really not. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if we compare uh, compare this also to the uh, to the Waza Tube Expander, it can't be that much more, surely. Like, no. say, we don't know the price of it yet, but say it comes in at a grand, it also it does four hundred pounds more worth of stuff to me, like that that ability to turn a turn any amp into like a hundred watt amp is it's it's worth the jump yeah yeah and like you say it, it's got a few few other things that it it does that boss boss wava 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 <laughs> the wava expander the wava expander oh, we're veering yeah. into racist uh <laughs> racist uh, accent territory here that's where I'm gonna gonna stop this uh, reactive load. I oh, am. Yeah. Um, next piece of news: that Joyo line of things, the the R series of pedals. Um, there was another um, another pedal um, that I that I saw. There's probably shitloads that I don't even know about, but there was one that I saw, uh, which is the the R08, which is called the IR Cab Box. Which again, something really fucking exciting. Impulse responses. <laughs> um, so what it what it is? It's like a it's a, like a, a two stomp um, foot pedal. Uh, but it it's got it, it. So IR it's gonna have impulse responses, but it has uh, four tube amp sims, twenty cab sims, four uh, sorry eleven mic sims as well, and you can. You can load in ten of your own impulse responses, and then it's got um, like adjustable features on it. So like gain, attenuation, uh, Q, uh, low pass filter, high pass filter. Um, so it's it's it allows you to tailor stuff on top of also the the things that it adds to it as well. Uh, I don't yeah. not entirely sure how it works. I don't know what the two foot switches do, but I assume you assign one uh patch to the one foot switch another patch to the foot the other foot switch all no, it's like no. a bank up and bank soon. I've it's bank up and bank down so literally left one is down right one is up so it's just you you've got you have them on a screen it looks like a tiny little tv it's got a screen in the middle and yeah left is uh bank down right is bank up so however many banks it's got it's just a way of going up and down them yeah uh it seems legit um for for a little box that does uh, impulse response and a power power amp sims as well, um, yeah. So this hundred and seventy so hundred and seventy five pounds ninety five hundred and seventy hundred and seventy six quid for that. That it seems. I mean, if you if you go to Toman, you can save yourself a tiny little bit of money. It's one hundred seventy five pounds seventy three. Whoa. <laughs> Mr. Save yourself Mr. that cash, Mr. Bargain Hunt over there, <laughs> Matty Moneybags. Aye. Uh, so yeah, again, not not another vastly um, exciting purchase. However, we were mentioning Ollie last week and his kind of travel rig, weren't we? Oh, we were certain that he was going to buy himself a HX stomp. Yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> we uh, had said that. LT was the way to go, um, and he explicitly said it was only the LT or the Stomp; nothing yeah. else mattered. That's it, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's he's recently discovered that. Well, he's he's come to the realization. Yeah, the LT is probably a bit expensive. Um, so his solution this week was, uh, what did we? What did he say it was? Uh, victory. Victory. Um, a victory preamp pedal and a, a two notes uh, cab. Yeah, cab. Is it yeah, uh, uh, torpedo. I don't know which is it one. The... 
Yeah. Who, who knows? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> uh, so yeah, like this this Joyo uh, impulse response cab cab box could essentially go at the end of his pedal board and potentially do what he wants. Um, who knows? So yeah, yeah Ollie, you've probably already bought it. Well, uh, yeah, do what you want, Ollie. Should we quickly mention that we mentioned that Chris bought a lady and he's already sold it? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went he went with one of the options that I uh um yeah, he I, I suggested one, the Black yeah. Star ID Core yeah, 10. Yeah, the ID Core 10, yeah. And he's saying that it's I think didn't he say at one point that it was the the drives on that sounded better than the ones in the stomp? I I wasn't paying attention. Like I, with all the love in the world, like I love Chris a bit, but I just can't keep up with it anymore, so I don't That's keep it, up yeah. with it anymore. He's, yeah, he's a whirlwind of guitar purchases, isn't he? Like, um, I was speaking to him the other day, and he was saying, like, he's got a, a Reverend Dirt Bike and a Reverend... I can't remember what his other one was. He's got a Sensei, a dirt, hasn't he? Yeah, that's the one, Sensei, and he plays a Sensei all the time, and he loves it. And the Dirt Bike is the same body shape and neck profile of guitar as the sensei but it's a one pickup version it's got a strat trem instead of a bigsby yeah and he doesn't like it because it doesn't feel right and i'm like it's the same shape <laughs> everywhere like yeah. what are you talking about but yeah he's so he's i assume he's going to get rid of the dirt bike i don't know but <laughs> interesting hmm <laughs> because they're, they're kind of uh kind of sg shaped aren't they Almost. Yeah, the, the, and the dirt bike is the one bridge pickup version. Ooh. Mm. That's an interesting concept, that. Very interesting concept. Hmm. <laughs> so I might be looking out for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move it on, because we... Uh, I think we... About ten minutes before the, the end of the podcast, and we've got uno, dos, tres... Three. You too. <laughs> yeah. You said on Dos and Tres. I did, yes, yeah. For they are the gatekeepers of Spanish. Um, <laughs> so Epiphone did a weird thing, didn't they? Uh recently. They uh they it's it's not another Joe Bonamassa signature, is it? It might very well be. Give it a couple of weeks, and we might see we might see the Jobo version. Uh, they've released uh, the Les Paul double cut, uh, and they they've called it the the uh, the DC Pro, so double cut Pro. Um, however, it looks a bit strange. Um, up to about from from the kind of the the base of the body all the way up to a, uh, just where the nut is, I think yeah it's fine. The headstock is fucking ridiculous. So <laughs> they've gone with the um, the the traditional Epiphone headstock, the one that they use on the on the semi hollows. So the big kind of flared out oh, no. version. Um, no. And no. it is just it is it is. They might as well have stuck a Telecaster headstock on it. It's gonna look that weird. Yeah, it's it's fucking strange. Um, <laughs> the uh, the pickup selection as well. They've put on a, where you'd put a standard Les Paul one, like on on the kind of the horn, but because Wait, it's a what? double. Yeah, it's a double cut. Don't put it there. Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah, I mean those those are the two things. However. Um, they look pretty cool. Um, they they've got the triple A flame maple uh, veneer. I'm assuming um, Pau Ferro board, which is kind of standard stuff. Twenty four fret um, Pro Booker pickups. So the the pick the uh, color choices, and I think the the color choice that they were they were showing was the Majave Majave uh, fade. Which looked really good because it looked a bit like an iced tea burst. Uh, so they did black cherry, faded cherry sunburst, midnight ebony, majave fade, and then 
wild ivy. One of those is is like a a green burst, and I don't know. I assume wild ivy. Ivy. Yeah. Say the one with ivy in it. Like I I assume what you're saying is Mojave is Mojave, and it looks like some sort of desert burst. Does it maybe? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um. Classic, classic, like an iced tea. Uh, kind of darker, darker orangey burst, isn't it? Yeah, so I assume that's a Mojave burst, like the Mojave Desert. Who knows? It'd be a Spanish thing, so the J's don't exist. Mojave. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's Majav, mate. Majav. Mojav. Majav. Mojave, yeah. Majav. Um, so, Majav. yeah, what are you thinking of Majuli. the... <laughs> Majuve. Um, what are you thinking <laughs> of these EPDC pros? I mean, I... I... I like the concept. I don't like that you've said that I didn't even look where the switch was. I didn't particularly pay much attention to the headstock either. I've had a quick look at these. Yeah. Um, they, they're cool enough instruments. Um, I think there's other companies doing better versions of that. Yeah. Um, for me, it's because Gibson used to do a, a double cut Les Paul um, probably, probably 15 years ago now. And they they weren't received very well, but I thought they looked absolutely amazing. I really like them, um, and this almost looks that like that. But the headstocks like super fucking massive and just doesn't make any sense in relation to. And then the switch is in the wrong fucking position. Yeah, uh, they might sell. They might not. Uh, there's no price on them. Um, but if they one million dollar. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> just some uh, yeah, oh, racism, 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 racism. It's not uh, racism. I was directly it was a, it was quoting a movie quote, yeah. Team America. Yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah. Um, so EPDC Pro, are we giving it a thumbs up, thumbs down? Sideways thumbs to thumbs down. Yeah, kind of veering towards. <laughs> I'm I'm the opposite way. I'm I'm thinking sideways, but with a thumbs up. I like the fact that they're doing something something different rather than just rehashing Gibson stuff with bad headstocks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And speaking of Gibson, we uh, Chicago Music Exchange in I'm assuming America, Chicago's America, yeah, right? America. Yeah. America. Um. America. They are doing an exclusive Gibson run of SGs. Oh uh, yeah, oh mate, still sore, still sore on the fact that I'm not, I'm not got an SG. Um, Pick your box up. Yeah, probably should. It's it's a lovely, lovely guitar, but it it's not it doesn't quite look like an SG. Uh, it's a bit more like a. Put somebody look, else's glasses on. <laughs> you just take you take the glasses <laughs> off completely. Feels a bit like an SG. Um, so they're doing. They're doing a, basically what is a, a bunch of SG standards, but with a few tweaks. Some of the tweaks are the fact that they, they're coming in absolutely mental colours. Um, so I, I didn't bother with the with the Gibson coloured naming because I learnt my lesson from the, <laughs> the Epiphone ones. Um, so I, I, I basically wrote down what I thought they looked like. So we've got salmon pink. We've got mint. We've got light blue, and we've got gold. Um, I can now picture those guitars rather than you yeah. saying Majavi burst and Ivy T or whatever it was and yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a much more accurate way of doing things, isn't it? Dulux yeah, colour chart. Come up with your own colour name. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that really excited me about this this range of guitars, I mean, those those colours are pretty cool as is, and the whole kind of vibrant pastel colours is is very much becoming a trend now, which these guys seem to have jumped on. Um, they all come with taut guards. Um, Get them in the sack. So they, they come with the the half guard as well, which is my absolute... It's my joy when it comes to SGs. Full guards, they can get in the sack. Half guards, the way forward. And half taut guards, double 
auch yeah, yeah. I think I'm the only person I know that couldn't give a shit whether it's a Batwing or a Halfguard. Yeah, maybe. Like, it, it doesn't change my opinion of an SG. SGs are sexy, whatever they've got on them. Yeah. To be honest, I probably would have a, a full guard if if it came up at the right right price. Um, but my preference is the the half guard. Um, and apparently the 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 pickups that are going in them. <laughs> I thought it said taut pickups then, and I know that's not. The <laughs> uh, the, the you just you've written the show notes and you've just had taut in your mind and yeah, just taut pickups, taut hardware, taut hardware. So the the pickups are what they call T-type pickups, um, which apparently emulate the uh, Telecaster. Yeah, they emulate <laughs> no. Um, oh, what were they called? The T-tops. Uh, which were the the pickups from like the sixties that ran all the way through to the eighties. Um, so, four ninety yeah. T and four ninety R. Maybe. Oh, really? Oh, is that I what no T tops idea. stand for? I have no idea. I was just. They've got that's got T in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could it could very well be. If that's the case, then get them in the sack. If <laughs> if they are some kind of magical pickup, we. Um, but yeah, like fifteen hundred for them. For some yeah. for an SG in pretty, pretty funky colours, it's not I mean, far it's, to the yeah. original price, is it? Don't forget, you've got to add like four hundred quid to ship it to the UK and get it through customs. But yeah, mm. yeah, America, you can keep them, but I'm I'm down. Yeah, if you accidentally send us one, just yeah, okay. Oh yeah, I'll I'll happily review the shit out of it. So we we are here, just just in case you wanted that. Chicago Music Exchange. We also do sponsorship spots as well, so just FYI. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the news this week with um, a little bit of exciting news for me, at least. Anyway, um, I don't know if the rest of the world gives much of a shit, but <laughs> I, I was I was cool but with this. Screw them! You want to be self indulgent? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so Blackstar um, come with an ounce, come with an announcement, um, kind of like very late December, I think. Um, so last year or the year before, they they released some special edition uh, ten watt amplifiers, and they have decided to go go along with like a proper run um, of. Of some like a, a range of ten watt amplifiers, so they're doing the Studio Ten, um, which comes in three different varieties. They are EL thirty four variety, a six L six variety, and a KT eighty eight variety. So different different tubes, different sounds, um, also different finishes. Uh, so the the EL thirty four is your your standard black star look, which is uh, like black black tolex black grill uh the kt88 is slightly more m style with like a kind of dark green and a black tolex front uh, sorry black grill uh the 6l6 version very very much hinting at a an f style um aesthetic with a, like a tan finish and a red uh red grill which gets my vote. Uh, so they're they're quite simple in terms of like their layout, um, and I, I I haven't written down any of the the controls, but I think it's like gain, volume, tone, and verb. I think so. Like really, really simple, really stripped stripped back, um, and they're they're twelve inch speakers. I think all of them use the the uh, Celestian seventy eighty, um, which is it's definitely a speaker. <laughs> um, I I I think they they sound great with uh, Black Star amps. They tend to get a lot of flack, especially on the the Black Star forums. People say change it out for a V thirty, and you're it's like night and day. Oh look, absolutely opens up your amp. They're fine. I, I yeah, but if Blackstar did that themselves, they'd add another hundred and fifty quid to the price, or another hundred quid to the price tag. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, completely. Roundabouts, people. Uh, 
Stop getting so angry on the internet. People, stop getting angry on the internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, uh, you've got much to learn, my friend. Um... Uh, so yeah, these these amplifiers, pretty cool, like compact, ten watt uh, ten watt amplifiers. So nice studio tools, hence the name studio, I guess. Mm, dickhead. Uh, but you'd probably be able to get away with like some some little gigs with it as well. Uh, so Fuck yeah, it, that's crank cool. it, put a mic in front of it. Yeah, obviously, if you want some, if you didn't really want the headroom, yeah, crank the bollocks off it. Um, but they they come in at four nine nine as well, which I thought was a really decent price for these. That's a really good price range for them. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you want one of those style amps with whichever particular sound you want, I mean, I know you want to go on the looks, but like, pick the right valve for you. Don't go for the black one if you really want the sound of the red one. Yeah, I think that's what you've got. You've got to do. But yeah, um, I I. I'm genuinely considered like slight tangent, but there's a, a Vox AC10 on one of the local forums at the moment, uh-huh. and the guy's only asking for two seven five, and I'm like, for gigs where I can't be asked and just want drive the whole time and sod whatever the song is, <laughs> <laughs> I can have that and a tube screamer. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> no, yeah. There's a, there's a little bit of a bargain that's kind of floating around the internet at the moment, but I don't really want to don't really want to announce it on the cast just in case. That's I'll, fine. I mean, if if people want to buy this one from the Isle of Man, don't forget you got like forty five quid shipping at least with the weight of an amp. Yeah, you you've got that as a as a kind of backup plan. This this certain steel is not it's not like it's not super local, but it's it's not so far that it'd put you off driving there. I think he's got it as local collection only, and it is a real fucking steal. Like super, super. Get it. Super in, good. Just like get it, and if the worst comes to worst, you can flip it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what it is after the uh, after the cast. I'm definitely not mentioning it here. Because <laughs> um, one of these fuckers will steal it. Yeah, potentially. Or or <laughs> do like they'll they'll screw me over on eBay and like just bid up. Just so I have to actually pay a decent price for it. <laughs> um, but I think that's where we're going to end it for today. Um, thank, thank all of you customers um, for coming along with us on this ride. Uh, it's been a been an emotional one this week. Uh, just all all kind of all all around and up and down, crazy. Um, so our usual. Our usual outro. If you want to catch me online, you go find me facebook.com slash budget pedal job, instagram.com slash budget pedal job, uh, YouTube, type in budget pedal job. I think I might have released a video last week. I can't remember. You did, and I can't remember what it was. No, I'm going to fucking clue. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> advertise I, it. I watched it. I watched it as it dropped. Oh, we could. And I Thanks for the support. Man. Um, yeah, if you want to catch uh, want to catch Matt online, uh, you are a part of the Bad Bookers podcast uh, most of the yep. time. Uh, yep. You can find that everywhere: iTunes, Acast, Stitcher, yep. Zcast, maybe. Oh, yeah, SoundCloud. Yep, there you go. Um, you're also quite active on Twitter at heel underscore Matt Q. You have yep. an Instagram account, which is heel underscore Matt Q, but you don't really use it, so we're not going to mention it. Uh, anything yep. else you want to want to plug, Matt? I mean, I'm streaming because, you know, 12-hour days aren't busy enough for me. I'm also streaming on Twitch, and that's at heel underscore Matt Q as well when I'm on there. Um, if you want to know when I'm on there, follow me on Twitter, and it tells you. I tell you when I'm going to go live. So, yeah, if you want to shout at me whilst I play games badly on the internet, then by all means come along and poke fun at me like everyone else does. It's good fun. Yeah, yeah, bang on. And uh, just before I forget as well, join us in our uh, our Facebook podcast group as well just to, just to catch up with all of the people who have been uh, being co-hosts on this, this show. So Aria and who's not here today. 
uh, Ollie, who we constantly taking the piss out of. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just it, all of, all of our other lot hang out in there as well. And obviously, we we drop information about the uh, in about the podcasts in there as well. So that kind of feeds in with with this that you have just listened to. Uh, so thank you. Uh, 100% for, for following us and getting this far with our podcast. We really do appreciate your, your support. Uh, every every listener counts. I think that might yeah. be a, might be a, someone else's slogan, but hey-ho. Uh, <laughs> so from myself, Mr. Budget Piltop, from Mr. Matt Quine, it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Goodbye and good night. Ta-ra-ra beat. halfway through that podcast I had the cat just like decide she was coming to sit on me <laughs> like, just what you needed yeah go carry on <laughs>